Hello and welcome to the Afterzone podcast, where we learn about a Bible topic, character, or concept. And today we're learning about unanswered prayers as we study the sermon, What Are You Really Asking For? Being an answer to someone's prayer when God says, hey, this person's been praying about this, I'm going to go send you to help them out. That's a really humbling experience. When you pray, say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God has like this, this destination he wants us yeah. to get to. And he has this plan for the journey, but we always deviate on that plan and God's like, okay, I can work with this. Hi, my name is Christopher, and ladies and gentlemen, you are in for a treat because today we have with us a very esteemed guest. She is very knowledgeable, quite wise. Are there any other adjectives you would use for yourself? Um, no. No. <laughs> so, I was going for something witty. 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 <laughs> there we go. So witty that she has so many other words. No, I'm kidding. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, my name's Kalia. Nice, yes. Do, do you need my last name? Sure, I guess. Uh, Kalia Harders. Oh, watch out. Uh, Kalia Harders. And Kalia, tell us, what are you doing at the moment with your life? Where, what are you, where are you at? What are you doing? Um, some days I don't know, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in my final year of uh, ministry and theology. So fingers crossed nice. for a job next year. Yeah, nice, nice, nice. And I was just wondering, what, like, in a kind of like short little recap, why is it that you want to study ministry or you want to like get, you know, picked up and work in ministry? Uh, I just feel like this is what God called me uh, in my life. I took mm. a semester off and, and um, no, last year actually I thought I failed all my subjects. And um, so I was like looking at other alternative things to study and mm. ended up crying because I was like, this is not what I meant to do with my life. Yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, even teaching's no longer a backup plan. Um, so yeah, that's that's why I want to study. That's <laughs> what God yeah. called me to do. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, look, Kalia, thank you very much for coming in today, and we're going to have a look at one of your very fascinating sermons. So, let's get into our recap. But just before we do, if you haven't watched the sermon from, uh, <laughs> well, let's get into our recap. But. Just before we do, if you haven't watched the sermon, what are you really asking for? Make sure to go to the link below and come back here later because this podcast is full of spoilers. With that out of the way, let's get into a quick recap. Uh, so it's basically about the prayers that we pray. Um, and I was given this, this verse, it's Luke 11, chapter... Uh, uh, no, Luke chapter 11, verse 1 to 13, and it was part of this series we did at church, and I got a bit frustrated because it was basically saying, God was saying, um, you know, whatever, whatever you ask for, I'll give you. Ask you shall receive, seek and you'll find, knock on the door shall be open to you. Mm. And I was like, well, I've prayed prayers that never got answered. You know, when I was five, I wanted to be a princess. Some would argue that, you know, child of God, you are a princess, so ba-bam, it's done. But it wasn't what, like, I pictured. I pictured a, a human prince, a mm -hmm. handsome prince, sweeping me off my feet. And I'm still very much single and <laughs> 26, so <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> prince George is a bit young. Um, so... <laughs> That's true. Um, and then when I was 16, I was doing introductory calculus and I mainly wanted to stick it to my science teacher and be like, yeah, see, I can do it. You were wrong. 
and prayed that not only would I survive, I would thrive in my exam and I got 21% in it. So that didn't happen. And then for, for the final example, I was a bit reluctant to put it in because it's about my friend who was sick and I prayed that God would heal her and ended up praying that God would give me the illness instead. If someone had to die, let it be me. And my friend ended up dying and I was like, well, you know, I really pegged God every night for it to happen, you know? And then I was like, I'm sure so many people have prayed that prayer, you know, please heal such and such. So they, um, they, they get healed and, and they keep surviving. And so to figure out why that prayer didn't get answered, part of me was just like, oh, I'll just leave it out. But it's something that we can all relate to. And uh, the conclusion I came to is my friends are Christian and you know, God promises us eternal life. And the fact that what I was really asking for was her to never die because the next thing that she gets sick from, I'll be praying to heal for that. And the next thing and the next thing. So yeah, it, it's really difficult. And I used the example of like, I had a $20 note and, and the M&M packet. Um, that was seemingly empty and I was like which one would you like and they're like 20 and you're like yeah but sometimes we get the rubbish and the devil tries to make it sound like you know God doesn't love us because he didn't mm. he didn't answer our prayers and I was like but sometimes you got to look at that piece of rubbish and look for the blessing and inside I pulled out a 50 that I borrowed from my mom because I'm poor um so <laughs> but it's it's the thing is is when we pray we got to really look at what we are asking for um, and that was the point of the sermon was to to dig deep and to find meaning in what we do want because a lot of the time you know we're very fickle minded we're you know very short-sighted and we're like this is what I want and God's like mm. actually no yeah um, so yeah all right so let's get our personal takeaways guys what did you get out of the sermon Guys or guy, singular, because oh. it's just a me. Gentle, gentleman. Gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> what did you get out of this sermon? Well, uh, I really liked it because I hadn't actually ever thought of prayer in this kind of uh, perspective before, of like, what is it that's really behind the prayers that you're saying? Um, and... Yeah, I, 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 I've been very fortunate in that um, I haven't had many people uh, in my life who've been very sick or things like that, but I, but I have prayed for healing for friends of friends um, and, church, and church members before. Um, and yeah, it is always kind of difficult, I think especially for a church community, if the, the people are praying for, for healing for someone mm. um, and it doesn't happen. And on the flip side, sometimes it does happen. I, like, we had this one guy in our church, now that I remember it, um, he, he was, like, dead for a solid few minutes. He just, like, died. And then he came back. Uh, and, like, that's a heck of a cool story, you know. And he, he, would say, he would say it sometimes, you know, he's like, well, I wasn't here for five minutes, and I'll tell you what, like, it sucks, you know. <laughs> and he just, a guy like that in our church, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um... And so we had like cool stories like that where, you know, like somebody's brought back from the dead, essentially. Um, and then we had other times where, you know, like people just grew old and died eventually. Um, 
And I think it is kind of difficult for a church community to have to go through those things. But I think that this understanding of what prayer really is and how God answers prayer really can help the church community be more assured in their faith. Um, because it really does shake your faith, right? Mm. When it doesn't happen and you're like, oh, God, you said you would. And it doesn't happen and you're like, you freak out a bit. Um, so I think it's a, yeah, my personal takeaway was I think it's really uh, a really important thing to understand that concept in order, not just on an individual basis, but also like for the broader church community as a whole. Mm. Well, let's get right into the main meat of the podcast, the cutting room floor. Kalia, what is the cutting room floor? Uh, the cutting room floor is the segment where we discuss the parts of the sermon that didn't make it into the final product and break them down. Too easy. So, Kalia, what do you have for us? What more can we learn about prayer? Well, to start with, the, the beginning of this, this Luke 11 verse, he's talking about um, the Lord's Prayer. Do you want to read out that? Uh, should we read out that for our listeners at home, just so they have a bit more context? Oh, yeah, sure. Do you have it? Yeah, I'll grab it here. So what was it? Luke chapter... Luke chapter 11. Luke chapter 11. And verse... Verse 1 to 13. Ooh, ooh. Oh. But, but the Lord's Prayer is only like the first like four or five. Okay. Uh, so it says, Now it came to pass, as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. So Jesus said to them, When you pray, say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us day by day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. There we go. So this is the prayer that... um. That Jesus says when you can't think of anything. Mm-hmm. This is the prayer you should pray. Because we always need something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like little babies. And <laughs> <laughs> we always do need something. Yeah. And so this prayer covers everything. You know, it starts off with the adoration mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yep. to God and praising him. Um, and then it's asking God to give us everything we need. Yeah. It's giving us everything we need, not everything we won. Yeah, yeah. Bread was a plentiful thing. It was super easy to make back then. Yeah. Whereas, like, a, a roast lamb just didn't really happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't say, give us our roast lamb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Our daily roast lamb. <sighs> See, now I can't complain about cat food. Because... <laughs> no, I really want a roast lamb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm totally vegetarian. What? <laughs> ASP, we're <all> <laughs> um, I don't even know what lamb tastes like. <laughs> That's interesting, though, yeah. Yeah, and then it goes on to say, um, you know, forgive forgive all my sins. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, help me with the temptations. Yeah. Um, and it also in, in there says your, your will will be done, like your kingdom come. Mm-hmm. And giving permission for God's will to happen. Yeah. Isn't that really cool, that concept that Jesus, all throughout his ministry, he was like, you know, the kingdom of heaven is like, the kingdom of heaven is like. And he's kind of giving these little ways that you can bring down God's kingdom here. Mm. So when we pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah. We can actually think of practical ways to do that. Because all throughout Jesus' ministry, he's like, here's how you can make 
earth look a little bit more like heaven, you know, because mm. kingdom of heaven's like this, this, this. So that's yeah. really cool. I, I remember um, as a kid, we would be driving in the car on the way to school and that's when we would pray as a family. Mm. I, I really hope my mom did not close her eyes when she was praying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oof, would explain some things then. Um, <laughs> And one time I prayed this, and I was like, you can't pray that. You have to pay a, pray a proper prayer. And I was like, Jesus prayed that prayer. <laughs> <laughs> but I would I would ask for all these things in my prayer, and then I'd say, but let your will be done, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, and it was kind of like when I was a teenager, and I liked a boy, and I was like, Lord, please, <laughs> please let him love me back. <laughs> but let your will be done. <laughs> and, then, like, nothing ever happened. And, and then you get, like, really angry at God, and then years later you realize who they actually are, and you're like, Cheers, yeah, 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 that's it, that's it. <laughs> you got this, bro. I, I love it, though, how you're just like, you will be done. And then, like, when it does happen, you're like, God, I thought this was your will. Like, <laughs> I thought it was safe to pray that you will be done. I thought we were on the same way. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly it, yeah. <laughs> I think, I don't know why I remember this so distinctly, but the silliest thing, I don't know if I should say silly, I was a kid, mm. but one of the weirdest, strangest things that I ever prayed for Back when I was uh, in primary school, I really liked Pokemon. Yeah. And I really liked this one uh, Pokemon called Krabby. Go look him up. He's just a giant crab. <laughs> that, that's literally, he's just a giant oh, I crab. I thought it was going to be like a potato or something. <laughs> <laughs> a potato. Pokemon. <laughs> Krabby. <laughs> <laughs> or a crab cake. Yeah. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> uh, Powers of deliciousness. Ignite. I, uh, what's the evolved form? Krabby ur uh. cake. It would be like the, like, it would just be like this platter of, of seafood. Oh, the buffet. <laughs> so I really like this, this Pokemon Krabby because it was cool. It was just a giant crab, you know? And so I remember I prayed to God. I was like, God, I want a Krabby. I want to wake up in the morning. I'm going to run into the lounge room. And there in the lounge room, it's going to be my Krabby. And I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I'm going to be the very <laughs> no one ever was, you know? And so, like, I go to sleep, and I'm just having, like, crabby dreams. Like, yeah, I can't wait to train this Pokemon. And I wake up, and I run to the lounge room, and it's empty, and I'm like, where's my crabby? <laughs> I thought there was, there was supposed to be a crabby here. And I, I must have been very young to think that God could give me a crabby, but isn't it interesting how... Well, basically, what I was asking for was the impossible, right? I mean, like... Understanding, of course, that God can do anything, right? Mm. But, like, I, I was asking for a fictional character <laughs> from a TV show to all oh, of a sudden... Oh, you thought it would be... I thought you meant, like, just the card or something. No, no. You thought... Oh, okay. I wanted an actual <laughs> crab. No. I wanted the actual thing, man. Oh, no, I I, trust me. <laughs> trust me. I had the cards. I had it. 40 HP. He did 20 damage. Like... That means nothing to me. <laughs> it, it did to me, all right? It's it like did someone t- telling me how to fix a car. <laughs> it meant it to little Christopher. But yeah, I thought I was going to have an actual giant crab in my room. So I bet God was, I was asking God to do the impossible. And I wonder, like, let's say, for example, the, the prayer uh, that you gave earlier, like, hey, God, I like this person, but you will be done. Yeah. <laughs> and really, I think sometimes when we do prayers like that, God's like, well, you just pray for the impossible because you're like, well, if it's not my will, I ain't going to happen. You know yeah. what I mean? And it just goes like, I, I, I want good things for you. Therefore, I'm not going to give you uh, this guy or this girl because they're not going to suit you. So, yeah. And I yeah. think in that aspect, what you're really asking for is a really good, successful, happy relationship. And mm-hmm. if they don't match that, then, yeah. you know, you 
God's giving you what you're asking for. He's, he's mm. got a happy, successful relationship for you in the mm. future. But at that time, that's not going to work out. It's not yeah. going to be good. Um, so, yeah, every time every time I've prayed to God, you know, please let him like me, but yeah, you know, yeah. whatever you want, do. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, yeah, about a year later, you figure out who they are, and you're like, mm. yep, you're right. <laughs> okay. As always. <laughs> so then I have a question for you, Kalia. Mm. Um, what then is the purpose of praying if God's will gets done? If you get what I mean, what is the purpose of praying that God's will gets done? Because if he's all powerful, surely it's going to happen, right? Yeah. So why do you think it is that we pray for God's will to be done? I think what happens is it, it comes down to free will. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I like to uh, compare free will to a GPS. Okay. Yeah. Right? You put your GPS in your car, you say where you want to go, mm-hmm. you put it in. Don't use Apple Maps. It'll take you to the ghetto route. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But let's say you yeah. use like TomTom or Google Maps and you chuck it on your windscreen. You're like, right, let's go. The GPS isn't going to drive your car. True. You drive the car. Mm-hmm. If the GPS says to turn left, you can turn right. You can go straight ahead. You can mm. go back the way you came. Yeah. But what happens is when you don't go the way it goes, it just mm. recomputes and tells you how to still get to the destination you want, even though you're doing what my mom did and argue with it and take all the wrong turns and realize, yeah. oh, it was right all along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's kind of what it is, is that it's, it's our free will. Yeah. So like some people believe, you know, God has this plan. It's going to happen regardless in our lives. We can't fight it. We may as well just surrender to it. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like, I get where it comes from. But at the same time, when you're saying, Lord, let your will be done. You're saying, this is what I want. Yeah. But if it doesn't fit in with your plans, Mm -hmm. I'll be okay with it. It's like, like you're giving permission for God to let his will be done in your life. Yeah. I, I've heard like some people, cause you know, some people say like, okay, God's got this big plan. Yeah. And I know some people say, well, in order for that plan to happen, God must like, uh, predestine every event to happen. Mm. And I'm like, Hmm, that starts encroaching on people's free will. Yeah. And so people say, well, okay, well, if everyone's got free will, how's God's plan going to get done? And I'm like, okay, so he's got a point A and he's got a point B, right? He knows, yeah. he knows where he wants to go. Kind of like the end of the GPS, mm. but how we get there on the journey. Uh, sorry, I'm just reusing your analogy. <laughs> I'm uh, just I saying it in a different way. I'm in a different way, yeah. You're like saying that was good. Sorry. I mean, yeah. All the time. I've, I've heard another one. Um, you're like on a train, and the train's going to get from station A to station B. But along the train, along the train ride, you don't know what's going to happen in the carriages. There might be a murder on the Orient Express. There might be, I don't know. I'm going on a train again. Yeah. <laughs> Some people might be playing cards. There might be a, a fight. There might be a Bible study. You don't know what's going to happen on the way to the train, st- the next train station. Mm. Either way, you're going to get to the train station. Um, and so, yeah, I think it really comes down to like, God wants to work with his people. Right. And so he's basically, he's got like, Hey, I've got this big plan. And like, it's going to happen, mm. but I want as many people as in on it to get it moving. Yeah. And not only that, the more people I get on it, the faster we can finish wrapping this whole deal up and we can get to the end point. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's how I kind of like to think of it, which is just kind of like a, yeah. So yeah, yeah I, I believe that, yeah, God has like this, this destination he wants us yeah. to get to. And he has this plan for the journey, but we always deviate off that plan and God's like, okay, I can work with this. Like yeah. we can put you back on track. Um, I think that's, that's what it is. And by saying your will be done, you're saying I give permission for you to allow what is going to happen to happen. Yeah. Um, and I won't hold you accountable to it. Yeah. I think what's, 
What's interesting as well, I was just thinking about this. Often we pray for really big things, right? And I think we, we should be bold enough to, to pray for the big things. But I think it's also important for us to remember, we read the Bible, right? And we're like, oh my gosh, God does all these like crazy miracles. Yeah. He parts red seeds and he does all this <laughs> stuff. He parts red seeds. Seas, seas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I only did it to one red sea, but you know. <laughs> so you look at that, the singular plural. And, um, uh, well, like, you know, like, oh man, and like, God has these prophets and stuff, you know, and I think we kind of look around us today and we're like, God, where are all these big things happening all the time? But like the Bible only records the big things, yeah. right? It doesn't record all the small thousands things. thousands of years. Exactly. Like if you look, I think I, I did this once, like if you look up like all the minor prophets, you got 12 minor prophets, I don't know, maybe like 10 or 15, let's say in the Old Testament as well. And let's just say like five or 10 in the New Testament. That's like, like, I don't know, 30. Mm. That's 30 people God has chosen to be prophets in like 6,000 years worth of human history. Mm. That's not a lot. No. That's really not a lot. <laughs> and like some of them did miracles, some of them didn't. It's like one um, every 200 years. Really. Yeah, it's nuts. If my um, is correct. And the other, like, there are even just times where there's prophetic silence. Uh, you've got in between the book of Malachi and the coming of Jesus, that's 400 years. Um, and interestingly, from the time of Joseph, who had prophetic dreams, to the time of Moses, uh, who was like a prophet leader, there's another 400 years. Mm. So you've got two instances where there's like 800 years where God does not send a prophet. We assume, like, no miracles, at least by the hand of a prophet, mm. takes place. Um, yeah, I think we forget how, how long it took for the beginning of the Bible to, to like the end of the Bible yeah. to occur. Like it is so many years. Yeah. And like in the new Testament, yeah, you, you don't really find God parting red seas and stuff. Mm. He's working through disciples who mm. are healing and, and everything like that. And there are stories like that today. Like if you, mm. I one about in the Philippines and, um, in different countries. And I think the problem is, is that we rely so much on technology and mm. the new things, um, that occur in our lives that we sort of block out God a little bit. Mm. Um, actually, um, for our listeners back at home, if you want to go to our Mighty Warrior Ministries website, uh, and look at the article, the age of reason, uh, no, sorry, not the age of reason. Um, science, science fiction and fantasy uh look up the article science fiction and fantasy for a more fuller description of the little cliff notes when you hear but i write this article on the idea that when we look in the bible and we see these big supernatural events it's easy for us to kind of think you know in our modern sensibilities with our we're so scientific and technological that we go like oh that can't be true you know that that's that's magic it's doesn't fit the laws of nature blah 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 and it's kind of more difficult, I think, for us in the 21st century to rationalize these events. But kind of my argument was, and I'm sure you've heard this quote, any technology which we cannot understand just appears to us to be magic. Mm. Um, we just can't understand it. So it's <laughs> like magic, you know? Yeah. And so when like God parts a Red Sea, like he's God, he created everything. If you were, if you want to put it in modern terms, it's God using some like backdoor hack cheat codes, you know, just to like <laughs> muck around with the video game that he's made, you know, like, so that he's working within his laws of nature, but because we don't know them, we're just like, what? You know, <laughs> like, 
magic. What yeah. is this witchcraft? Yeah, yeah, exactly. What is this devilry? Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I think that's really true that uh, we find it more difficult sometimes to rationalize these miracles, but we, we can't rationalize miracles. The whole point is that they have no natural explanation because it's technology, if you will, or just like information that we don't yet possess, but God does. Um, so it's interesting how we can sometimes be so skeptical of like miracles taking place. And sometimes that even stops people from praying altogether because they're like, oh, I can't get a miracle. Um, but here's, a, here's another thing. Simple miracles happen all the time. Like, I think whenever you pray for, if a miracle is simply defined as the divine intervening in the natural world, then anytime you get any answer to prayer, whether it's something really like massive, like a big healing, or if it's something simple, then like, there you go. There's your miracle, you know, mm -hmm. just anytime that God steps in. Oh, definitely. Um, cool. Do you have anything else for us, Miss Kalia? Um... How much time do we have? Uh, we have like 15 minutes. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I think if we... Oh, by the way, do you have a class to go to it too? Yeah, probably. Okay, okay. We'll, we'll wrap up before. Well, I mean, it's still, it's currently going on, so I don't really care. Oh, right now? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, that's right, it's all online anyway. Um, yeah, um, there's, there's a part, uh, in that... 13 verses where it's talking mm. about um, the friend who knocks on his neighbor's door because he needs um, bread for his guest. And um, uh, what, yeah, what verse is this? Uh, it is verse five to eight. Okay. And Jesus said to them, which of you shall have a friend and go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves. <laughs> First of all, what on earth? At midnight, I would just be like, get out. Oh, wait, it says it. Okay. For a friend of mine has come to me on his journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And your neighbor will answer from within and say, do not trouble me. <laughs> the door is now shut. And my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give to you. I say to you, though he will not rise and give to him because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence he will rise and give him as many as he needs. Do you want me to keep reading? Um, no. Just follow on? Uh, yeah. Cool. Um, Go to verse, uh, up to verse 10. Okay. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. <laughs> Sorry. I'm still stuck on the bread. Uh, okay. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. Yeah, so uh, I, I like to think Jesus was a bit of a comedian at times. Yeah, because, that's like, funny, man. Oh. I don't know if I've... Uh, I don't think I'd have a friend after that. Yeah. I don't know if I've... Um, uh, I've probably read that passage, but I don't think I've ever thought of it in that context, and so I haven't ever found it this funny. <laughs> That's just great, yeah. Like, uh, so, the other night, I had a shower at, like, 1am, because that's what you do when you can't sleep, you get up and you have a shower. Fair enough. And so my hair was wet, so I knocked on my friend Sam's door and asked if she had a hair <laughs> But of course, she was asleep, but I did the right thing and just went, ah, oh, just go to bed with wet hair. Oh, no. <laughs> 
<laughs> but this guy, he was relentless. Mm. Like, you know, he got told to, to go away um, and that, you know, his children had been put to bed and he <coughs> couldn't get it for him. And, um, and eventually, like, he just kept being persistent. Mm. It, it also illustrates the fact that you might be the answer to someone's prayer. Mm. Um, I think I, I read in one passage where Jesus says, don't, don't pray to give to the hungry when you have enough food yeah, 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 to give it. to others. Yeah, yeah. If, if you are the answer to the prayer you're praying, like if, you know, you know, feed the, feed the hungry or, mm. um, give shelter to this person who needs shelter when you have three spare bedrooms, then you kind of need to look at yourself and be like, hang on a second. Maybe God's trying to tell me that yeah. I am the answer to my own prayer. I have the answer mm. right in front of me. I think that's a really humbling experience. Um, this year I went to summer camp uh, and I was a counselor and I had, um, I was looking after a few of my, you know, a few of the campers. Um, and one night, one of my campers, uh, we were heading after the drama and he just wasn't around. I was like, oh, I gotta go look for this guy. Uh, so I went and looked for him and he was just sitting in the chapel uh, and I just sat next to him and we started talking for a bit and he'd been, he had a lot in his mind and been uh, thinking through a lot of very, you know, just difficult, challenging things coming up in his life. Um, and when we got to the end of it, he said, you know, what's funny. I walked into here, into the chapel, and I said to God, I said, God, I don't want to talk to you <laughs> because I'm mad at you. Yeah. But if, you know, if you have something to if you have some way to help me out, send someone else mm. to come to me, to talk to me. And he said, like, within a minute, you just walked into the chapel and started talking to me. And I just said, look at that, man. Like, you had an answer to prayer. He said, I think that's my first answer to prayer I've ever gotten. And, like, that was a really humbling experience. Like, yeah. that God is able to use us to answer other people's prayers. Mm. Which is crazy, right? Because... You always think, uh, like, of course, God always answers prayers, but often we have this disconnect where we think only God is the person involved in actually doing the, the executing the answer, mm. if you got know what I mean. God's almost kind of more like the guy who sets everything up. And then what do we do? It's like, okay, God, you have this big plan. You have your will. Now get us people to do that for you now. Yeah. Um, and being an answer to someone's prayer when, yeah, God says, Hey, this person's been praying about this. I'm going to go send you to help them out. That's a really humbling experience. But really, if you think about it, that's what God wants us to do every day, right? He's mm. like, Hey, there are people around you who need help and who need love. Um, I'm going to send you. And you're like, mm? <laughs> you're like me? Yeah, I'm going to send you. You can tell them all about me. And you're just like, Wow, like, I'd be like, I don't a... want to tell you how to do your job. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's the right guy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's the best you can do. Exactly. That's my answer. To it. I was like, I don't want to tell you how how to rule the universe, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah, oh, that's interesting, isn't it? That um, kind of like Job, right? Job is just like, God, why is this stuff happening? You know, um, and God doesn't really answer his question. Job asks the question, why? Why is this happening, God? And then God takes him on this tour of nature, and then he shows him, like, the biggest creatures in nature, and then he shows him out of space. He kind of takes him on this virtual tour of the whole universe. And then he's like, and there's your answer, Job. Job's like, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think my question was answered. <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting because what God's trying to point out is he's like, Job, 
what, who do you think keeps all these ecosystems running? Who do you think mm. keeps all the animals? He goes, Behemoth and Leviathan, they're just animals in my backyard. I keep the earth spinning. I keep, like, the entire universe from collapsing within itself. He's like, Joe, if I can do all that, do you think I've got a handle on your life? Yeah. Do you think that I don't know what my will for you and the best thing for you is? Mm. And so in reply to Job's uh, question of why, God replies, who? It's me. Because it's me, you don't have to worry. Uh, and kind of similar, Moses asks, how? Uh, when he's at the burning bush, God's like, hey, you're going to go deliver my people. Which again, God's like, I'm going to get you to do it. And Moses is <laughs> like, me? No, 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 I'm not the right guy. Moses is like, no, you're the right guy, Moses. And then Moses, um, he says, uh, how am I going to do this? Uh, he even says, um, who am I? And in the original Hebrew, it's like me anoki, and it's really like the lowest way you can describe yourself. It's just like, ah, God, uh, who am I that you want me to do this? Yeah. And then God's response is he replies with his name, which is I am who I am. So Moses says, who am I? How am I going to do this? And God just says, no, 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 no. It's I am who I am. It's me. It's me who does this for you. Because it's me, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, definitely. Like I've gotten questions this just past week in Bible studies. We're looking at the end times and heaven mm. and the end of evil. And they were like, oh, so you know, will this happen? Will this happen? What will happen here? And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's really it's really tough when, when you're a your Theo student, pastor, dude, person. I'm not a dude. Uh, <laughs> says, says uh, I don't know. Mm. And then they're like, but you're a theology student. And I was like, yeah, I'm a theology student. Yeah. yeah. Not the affordable knowledge. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was like, but we have to, there, there comes a time when you won't have answers to the questions you want. Mm. There will come times when you pray a prayer. And it doesn't get answered the way you want. Mm. My, my friend was a Christian, but there are people out there who have prayed for healing on a family member who isn't a Christian. And so their mm. future is, is so unknown. Yeah. And, and there comes a time when you have to stop trying to find answers and stop asking questions for answers there aren't and just trust that God has this. Mm. Um, it's like you were saying, you know, God has all these, this power. He has, um, he does all these things. He has this plan and we just have to trust God. Mm. Like last year I was, um, I was a leader for a Stormco team. We went up to Corinda and one of the team members, he was like 13 and he was just questioning everything that I asked him <laughs> to do. You know, um, he was saying, oh, why do we have to be in here at 7am? And, and, you know, because I said so it was not a good enough answer <laughs> for him. Um, and he got to the stage where it was so disruptive and he was sort of creating this whole rebellion against the other kids. So I pulled him aside and I was like, look, you have to trust me. Mm. I've been to more Stormcoats than you've been alive. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so trust that I know what I'm doing mm. and that I'm not going to get you killed. Yeah. Um, Mainly because this community is pretty safe, but um, yeah, it, it come, we sometimes stop and we're like, God, why, why is this happening? You know, what's what's mm. going on? Um, this wasn't part of my life plan, um, mm. and and we also we also pray and then we go searching for the answers ourselves, which is not not a bad thing. But when you don't have God with you searching for the answers, mm. or you start to put <clears throat> answers and put God in this box. So for instance, my friend would pray a prayer mm -hmm. normally about a guy that she really liked. 
and she would go and read a devotional book, not the Bible, a oh, devotional book. Okay. She'd just open up a, a page randomly and be like, this is God all day. <laughs> oh, no. And she would be like reading it. And she's like, ah, God's telling me to tell him. Oh, no. And she'll come run in my room and tell me. And I'll read the devotional. I was like, this is about health and exercise. <laughs> you know what would be good for my health? That boy. <laughs> she's like, yeah, yeah, but his name's mentioned in there. Like, it's a story about a guy. And, right, this guy's name's like, I don't know, let's say for argument's sake, it's something really common, like Josh or something like that. Oh, like, man. it's super common. You're yeah, going to find yeah, it yeah. everywhere. Yeah. I mean, like, if his name was, uh, like, if he was from the country Liechtenstein or something and, <laughs> and you found that, then I'd probably be like, oh, okay, maybe there's something. But, like, his name was, like, a really common name. Mm. And so I was like, I... I I don't want to tell you how God talks to you. <laughs> yeah. But um, I get the feeling that this could be um, not as right. You might be reading into this a bit. <laughs> and then, yeah, sure enough, she come in my room like two hours later looking really down because he's told her that he likes another guy. Uh, another another <laughs> girl. That's really not Another girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so... Like, she hadn't told him, but it was like God was like, oh, quick, we're going to do something to save her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we we often do that. We often try to find answers to prayers we've prayed where they're just not there. Mm. But we've we've said it. It's like we're putting words in God's mouth. Like, yeah. This is what it is. Right, God? Wink. Well, you can't hear him, so it's obviously right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it interesting, though? We put the words in God's mouth, and then when it doesn't happen, you're like, hey, what up? God's <laughs> like, I didn't say that. <laughs> like, you said that. No. I said, your will be done. <laughs> and it didn't happen. God's like, yeah, because it wasn't my will. It's, it's kind of like, I, I've seen the skit and they have a guy playing Jesus. And yeah. then they have, normally it's a girl because we've got to be gender. Don't go female. So, <laughs> so, you know, the person gives this stool to Jesus and like, here, take it, take it. I don't want it. Whatever you want to do with it, go ahead. Mm -hmm. And then just as he's about to go, they're like, oh wait, hang on a second. Um, <laughs> Not just yet. I uh, just need to have a bit more time with this stool. <laughs> because, like, it's it's obviously meant to represent, like, this, this object that you really don't really, like, mm -hmm. it's not important in your life. It's yeah. a stool. Yeah. And then, and then you're like, yeah, okay, here you go. Oh, no, 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 wait, no, no, no. Just, just i got to do something else. And, and that's kind of like what it is with God. We're like, your will be done. If it fits mm. into what I want to be done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Terms and conditions apply. Yeah. <laughs> so... I was thinking back to that story of the Stormcrow trip that you mentioned, um, where basically you were kind of having to like parent these kids, right? Yeah. Because they're just not listening. And I don't know why, my mind went to when parents are having to drive their kids on long trips, you know, and what's the question every kid asks? Can I go to the bathroom? <laughs> that one, as well as, you know, and like the parents are like, yeah, we're almost there, we're almost there, right? I was just thinking to myself, like, the kids might be bored or whatever, but really the person who wants to get there the most is the driver. Yeah. Because they're doing the hard work. The kids are, they, the kids can do whatever they want. They the can sleep. The driver's yeah, not allowed to. Exactly. I was just thinking to myself, like, what kind of, again, G ooh, GPS analogy. Ooh. We're all on, on this. Did a sermon on that. There we go. <laughs> We're all on this um, trip. And often along the way, we ask God the why again. Why God? When or when? You know, when are you going to answer my prayer? When are we going to get there? You know, why isn't heaven here? All, all these questions along the way. And like, we feel really frustrated. But like, if you think about it, God's been doing this for a lot longer. Mm. He's like, man, trust me. Like, if anyone wants to get there yet, 
it's me. Like, yeah. Yeah. And he goes, if I'm the one who really wants to get there, trust me. We'll do it. You know, <laughs> yeah. we'll get there. I'm the god of the universe. If I want to get somewhere, mm. we'll get somewhere. Yeah. So, Kalia, do you have any recommended readings for our good listeners back at home? Yeah, I've um, actually been reading this amazing book this, this week. It's called The Grace of God by Andy Stanley. And when we pray, we, we often have, sometimes we have like this warped concept of who God is. Mm. The New Testament God is different from the Old Testament God. And what Andy Stanley does is he sort of shows the grace that God has in both of them. And I think you can really help with our prayers as well because mm. when you talk to someone you want to get to know them you want to understand them yeah and, and this book does a really good job of it nice all right so make sure to go and check that out so christopher where can these people find you they can find me here on the after Seven podcast every fortnight as per usual you can also find me on my youtube channel Christopher Peterson, that's with an S-E-N. And make sure to go to our website, Mighty Warrior Ministries, where you can find all of our podcast episodes, you can find articles that we've written, you can find all sorts of good stuff, Bible studies. Make sure to go there and you can find all of our resources that we've made here uh, with the ASP crew team thingo. Anyway, thank you so much for supporting us guys and for listening in with us. That concludes today's podcast, and we hope you've been blessed as we've discussed what are you really asking for. Make sure to come back in a fortnight for another episode, and with that said, have a good one, and good night.